You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you, the DU Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the DU Podcast. This is your host, John Gordon, and we're... And our final segment, jogging down memory lane of our celebration of 25 years of Ducks Unlimited Television. Joining me today are three former co-hosts that y'all will recognize. Field Hudnall, Ainsley Beeman Kenworthy, and Zach Peterson. Welcome to the DU Podcast, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, man. Man, I, when I put all these the, the guest list together for this, I, I, I really try to put some people together who had, had worked together a lot. And y'all were host in the same time frame, so I thought it'd be great to put the three of you together. And, and when's the last time y'all saw each other? been a while. Yeah, do you think it was a national convention maybe in 2000? Is that 2014? We were in St. Louis together. That's what I was thinking. Had to been. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Feel that's, when, I've uh, seen you. I've seen you since then with with uh, some video work we've done together. But yeah, oh, it's that's been a right. Long time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep, yeah. At the convention, uh, Mr. Bourne was with us as well. I mean, I remember that plain mm-hmm. as day. And another guy you worked with quite a bit, Wade Bourne, and we've talked about Wade with with all the hosts because he was such a thread throughout DUTV for so long. And the, the stories about him have just you know flown like a river. Uh, and it just, you know, he's, he, he was a special guy and uh, well, I, I wish I had him on the show now, but, uh, you know, that's not the case, but, you know, we really have celebrated Wade's part in DUTV along this whole series and uh, it's been great. So anyway, I, I said Ainsley Beeman Kenworthy. Ainsley, congratulations. I know you just, you got married recently. 
Thank you so much. Two months today, so. Two months today. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Thank you. you know, I, I thought about this that I've uh, personally have history with all three of y'all. You know, um, field. I, I feel like I met you two thousand seven when I started working at Avery. Uh, you know, oh, you yeah. were, I think you were. I, I know I saw you at the office first. You know, down there yep. at the old beautiful office on Cumberland Street, <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it is quite the place, you know, in beautiful uh, Memphis there. But uh, it's yeah, the location and the place, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I haven't been over there in a minute. I got to go by there and, and bother Alan, I guess, at some point. But uh, and then uh, I've been working with Zach for years now uh, with uh, DU Films and and DU Conserve, and, and we've hunted together and everything else. It's uh, it's been great, Zach. And uh, I hunted with Ainsley once in Beaverdam uh, with a show they did there. I was helping the Boyds out, and it, it really what a, a fantastic episode that turned out to be. So that was uh, really special. So I've never hunted with you, Phil. That's uh, I, I figured I would have along the way somewhere. So I we'll know we've seen each that. other at the office so many times, and you know I wanted to get together <laughs> yeah. just so I can have some of your cooking. I hear you're quite the chef. <laughs> well, man, you know I do what I can. I do what I can. But, uh, you know. Anyway, so. I'm going to start out talking about, you know, what led y'all to be host on DUTV and, you know, the backgrounds. Everybody's got a pretty similar background, and but the three of y'all are from different parts of the country. But, you know, a common thread that you're waterfowl hunters and that you, you got into it from a young age. And that's kind of the way DUTV is, right? I mean, you know, Phil, you're, you grew up in Kentucky, Zach in Kansas, Angeline in Louisiana. So you got three different parts of the country, you know, three different types of habitats, types of hunting styles. It's just everything we showcase on DUTV. So I think we, having y'all as hosts really worked out well because you just you brought that with you to the show. So, uh, Field, I'm going to start with you. Um, just just give us a brief rundown of, of, of how you got involved in waterfowl hunting and and how you really became involved with DUTV. Well, uh, the the shortest version of it, basically my dad. Um, he started my brother and I at a very young age. Um, in fact, eight years old, uh, he actually, he started us waterfowl hunting before he did, he allowed us to turkey hunt because turkey hunting was too dangerous. You know, people get shot turkey hunting, but going out on the Ohio River in January when it was blowing 20 mile an hour out of the Northwest, I guess <laughs> wasn't that dangerous in his eyes, but exactly. Um, no, I, I got hooked on uh, calling is what kind of drew me to it. Uh, I love waterfowl hunting. I love coyote hunting. I love turkey hunting. If I lived out west, I'd be an elk hunter. Um, so through the calling aspect is what I really fell in love with. Got into competition duck and goose calling at a very young age. Uh, worked with a number of call makers. And then uh, worked for Zinc Calls for eight years doing call production, call design, video production. And that's how I originally met probably got met some of the original guys at Ducks Unlimited. Uh, we did a Canada hunt um, with Jim Alexander and Matt Young. Um, they came and we, you know, they're on our video series. And then um, after my days at Zinc, I was working for Avery, which is where I met you, John. And uh, we were doing some video Correct. projects for um, Ducks Unlimited. And we had a couple meetings there at the office with uh, Mr. Tom Fulgham. And then it was right after that, um, I started doing field proven calls full time and Tom Fulgham, uh, called me out of the blue and he said, Hey, uh, we need some help with DUTV. Are you interested? And I thought, sure, I'd love to be a cameraman. I was like, you know, I've videoed, held the camera for a number of years. And he goes, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about hosting. 
and I was literally spe- speechless. I was, it was just humbling and such an honor to even be thought of. Um, then I went down there to corporate, the corporate headquarters and met everybody and talked it over. And that was in, oh, uh, what year was that? Uh, yeah, nine years ago. Um, my son, in fact, I remember my son was born that same year because I didn't actually, <laughs> my wife understands I've been in this business for a long time, but I was at the hospital and he was born and I actually had to leave. I left the hospital because we were doing a shoot in Prince Edward Island and I, I <laughs> didn't even take my son home, but it was all good. You know, <laughs> my wife understood and we had family there, but no, it's uh Ducks Unlimited Television has been a major part of my life. Um, it's a chapter that I'm so grateful for, and I'll never forget it. It's been absolutely amazing. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's great, man. I mean, like I said, it, all of y'all, it, it meant so much to the show over the years. Uh, Zach, question, same question for you. Yeah, I guess, I guess from a waterfowl standpoint, um, just like Field, it was, it was my dad, you know, and I was fortunate to grow up in a family with a grandpa and a dad that, that loved to hunt and. And growing up in eastern Kansas, you know, with with uh, western Missouri just a few miles away, you know, we had amazing duck hunting growing up. So um, seems like there's less people hunting the public ground back in those days compared to what it is now. And so we'd we'd stomp around the public marshes, you know, and and uh, just south of Kansas City, and and fell in love with it, you know, at an early age, at ten years old probably. And uh, you know, I, I, over the years, I I just from a hobby standpoint, always loved the idea of videography and photography and. And uh, my mom shot some photos growing up, and and I think over the years, probably by by the time I was twelve or thirteen, had bought a little you know home hand, handy cam handheld type uh, camcorder, and we we'd go goose hunting and duck hunting, turkey hunting, and whatever we could find to film. And uh, and you know we'd take me, me and a buddy of mine, you know, we'd take turns be playing host, you know, and and uh, talking to the camera, and then hand it off, and somebody else would film, and somebody'd shoot, and we kind of take turns every day and Christmas break and. And I always, it was, like I said, just, a, just a hobby and something I always enjoyed. But as the years went on, I decided it was something, you know, I want to be a bigger part of my life. And I guess it was 2013, got in the video production business. And, um, we had a chance to shoot some video down at Honey Break for those guys from Moose Media and through that, and then going to the shot show the next year, um, you know, met some people, uh, whether it be Ducks Unlimited or just other folks in, in the video production business. And I don't know if I really totally know who brought my name up when when there was a, a host opening you know for for dutv um but somehow my name got brought up and said you know he could maybe help on the video production aspect and then and then you know helping a, a co-host role as well so yeah the phone rang one day and and uh that was a really cool humbling experience just like field was saying earlier grew up watching dutv with my dad you know watching mark pierce and and uh, of course wade Bourne, and looked up to those guys and, you know the places they went i'd never duck hunted anywhere other than kansas and missouri so you know, to see him shoot divers on the coast or hunt, you know, hunting in pea fields in Saskatchewan and all that, you know, it wasn't a thing that I thought I would ever do. It seemed so unattainable, really, and so far away, you know, as a young kid. So, yeah, when the phone rang and I had a chance to uh, audition or apply or whatever you'd call it, you know, for the position and, and got it, that was pretty cool. You know, it was a, a humbling moment and, and really a neat, a neat stepping stone for me. And the timing of it was fantastic for my video production business because. I was fresh into it. I was still learning a ton, and uh, it was a it was a neat way to get to travel and meet people, and and uh, really a cool springboard for me to to launch my business that uh, that I'm still operating and running today. So it's yeah, a really cool chapter of my life. Feel really grateful to to hunt from you know Northern California to Delaware, Saskatchewan, Texas. I got a chance to go everywhere. So um, yeah, really really cool, and and uh, 
a chapter in my life that, uh, yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish I could do it again, to be honest with you. It sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> uh, Ainsley, from your standpoint, I mean, you were one of the first female co-hosts of DUTV. And uh, so, I mean, it was uh, a great thing. And, you know, it, it really, you brought a, a, just a fresh element to the show. I, and it, it was your father as well that, that got you into waterfowling, correct? Yes, it was. Um, I, one of the things that I think is so unique about the three of us being on this right now is that we're all telling a similar story from different parts of the country. And I think the underlying theme here is that we're all so humbled to have been given this opportunity because, you know, Zach and Field, you know, they had, you know, probably a little bit more introduction into the industry than me. I had I had done some work in the industry um, at that point, but more from a marketing behind the scenes standpoint. Um, and at the time I was doing some work for Mossy Oak and um, those guys had mentioned to me, you know, that they may be having an opportunity that they thought I'd be a good fit for. Well, I could have never in my wildest dreams thought that it would have been DUTV. And um, when they mentioned that to me, my mouth dropped because I can remember being a young girl right out of college, going to the SHOT Show by myself, knowing one person in that entire building. And um, um, sitting across from some of just the pioneers in the industry telling them, you know, my dream was to represent the great outdoors and tell people, you know, what an integral part it had been in my life and how wonderful it can be for young women and mothers and kids and just, you know, what a great hobby and outlet it could be. And um, I can remember some of them kind of laughing at me, basically telling me I'm going to have to pick a side, like you can't, you can't do it all type of thing. And um, little did I know that DUTV would come along and give me that opportunity. And um, so when I look back on it, it really is just kind of this unknown dream come true um, that I got to to partake in that. Um, and just like Zach said, I mean, it's a season of my life that I wish I could relive again. Um, it just, it lasted, you know, so long, but I wish it wouldn't have stopped because it was just so great. And I felt like we all made a really good team, um, even our cameraman. I was thinking about that today and just what an interesting group it was. We all clicked so well. And, um, you know, when Mr. Wade was was still with us, that was just brought such a, a different dynamic. Um, you know, I, I felt like I was a part of history that I had watched as a child growing up. Um, so it was just really, really humbling. And I still just feel so honored to have been a part of it and to get to represent just any outdoors person, but especially to be a woman on TV giving voice to that. It was something that I'm so proud to have been a part of. Well, like I said, you were a huge part of it. It, it uh, we really thank you for, for for all the time you spent with DUTV and you know and representing Ducks Unlimited the way you did. It, uh, all three of you, it's just fantastic. You know, a big part of of DUTV, of course, is the conservation aspect of it, and I, I know. Uh, that all three of you have been involved with conservation for a long time. Could just talk about that a little bit, you know, what, what conservation means to you and how working with DUTV may have changed your perspective on it. When I was always watching DUTV and I'd see all these different locations and these different, uh, you know, location host people. And it wasn't until, honestly, when I started hosting DUTV, I started noticing a trend from location to location. Um, 
no matter coast to coast, I don't care if it was California or Maryland, Canada, or Louisiana, everywhere in between also, you've got everywhere, you know, we hunted with the CEO, we hunted with, you know, the president of DU, we hunted with literally the collegiate chapters. And from the collegiate chapters all the way up to Mr. Hall himself and Mr. George Dunklin Jr., they were all equally as passionate about conservation, about ducks, about our hunting heritage. And it was the same. It didn't matter, you know, what your, you know, how old you were, what your financial status was. It's just, they were there for the ducks and you wanted to make sure that it was there for future generations. Um, That's what really blew me away. Everywhere you, every person you met, everybody was equally passionate about it. Um, And that was just, that's what I love about Ducks Unlimited. Uh, To me, I think, you know, conservation is... Yeah, we can make our mark right now. Um, you can, you know, and you can conserve wetlands. You can enroll um, land into uh, conservation easements, but it's the future generations. Because I, I probably ten years ago I wouldn't have said that, but now I've got kids. I've got a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, and I see. I like it breaks my heart to see how much things have changed because I want them to experience what I experienced. And I know that that's not the case because everything's different. Um, But I want to make sure that, you know, when they're my age, they're going to have the same hunting opportunities, the same opportunities to get out there and actually see migrations of ducks and see those flocks of pintails and just you know, that's that to me, that's conservation. Conservation is making sure that our kids and the, you know, the future generations are ready to fill those shoes. There's amazing people in place right now doing amazing things, but that doesn't mean anything if once they're gone, it just stops. Um, so it's always, you know, looking two, three, four steps ahead to make sure that there's people to ready to pick up that ball and run with it, um, or baton or whatever you want to call it. But, um, I guess again, the, the kids and the younger generation. That's why I love seeing these collegiate chapters. Um, when I was actually at Western Kentucky University, um, I was there for the the start of that collegiate chapter. Um, I didn't come up with the idea. There was a guy that came to me, knew I was a duck hunter, and he said, hey, we're thinking of starting a WKU uh, DU chapter. What do you think of helping, you know, get this off the ground? And I was I was blown away at it. We went to the 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 DU events. We had our you know our founders uh, shirts and and I was actually gone when they actually had their first event. I'd already moved to Ohio and started working, but um, I'm very proud to you know kind of help put that in motion there now. And that was kind of a rare thing back then. Now the collegiate chapters are actually kicking tail, and now there's even the high school. You know, there's high school involvement, and I think I think that's that's conservation in my you know humble opinion. You're right, man, and I and I've really tried to showcase uh, the, the younger generation coming up on DUTV in the last couple of years. I've got a really cool episode coming out here in this 25th anniversary season at, in Colorado uh, with uh, with three guys from the Colorado State chapter, and we we did kind of a mashup with with Campus Waterfowl. We've we've really been involved with that with that uh, show as well. And we just and with where you know Derek Christians who works with Campus Waterfowl, he, he goes around. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. 
Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. And all these chapters around the country and really in films with the with the different uh, folks who are involved with the DU and it's it's really been great. Uh, Zach, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think <clears throat> my time as a co-host of DU TV confirmed that I wanted to do what I could to make a difference in the world of conservation. Like you know, growing up, I guess I understood it. You know, you're around it, but you're a young kid and and um, trying to shoot a limit of ducks every day. Right. And then maybe you don't totally understand the big picture and why there's birds there and what we need to do as hunters to make sure they're always there. Um, so it was, for me, it was the education piece to be with biologists and, and local volunteers and uh, regional directors and stuff, and, and just get educated to understand how this all works. And, uh, and, and like field said, you know, whether how much money you have or how much land you have, you know, there, there's a part that everybody can play in it. And, uh, and so like today, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in, you know, trying to introduce people to the sport. And so, you know, we'll donate a hundred at our farm, you know, to a local charity where, you know, we encourage, you know, a couple groups of father sons by it so they can gives them a chance to spend some time together. But then it gives me a chance, you know, talk to high school or college age kids about the, the conservation piece of it and how, uh, we all need to do our part to, to make sure there's always birds in the sky. So I think, I think that, I think that was the biggest thing for me is just spending time with, with the experts in the field and really understanding, um, how the, the world of wetland conservation works and through that education, you know, it made me, I drank the Kool-Aid, I guess you could say. And I'm like, man, this is, this is really cool. And this is something that, that I want to be a part of going forward. And I'm going to kind of craft my own way to, to contribute, um, however I can to, to, uh, to make sure we still, you know, have, have birds in the sky and then have a chance to, uh, you know, it's, it's such an amazing venue, you know, for father, son, or for, for, uh, husband, wife, or whatever it may be, friends that get together and go hunt. And I think, you know, it's, that's something I, I hope that's never removed from us, uh, us to have that chance to go out in the morning and, and hunt together. Um, whether you shoot ducks or not, I hope, I hope it's always there. And, you know, you know I, I can guarantee you myself and, and, uh, both my boys that are, I guess they're, they're four and two now, um, they'll be raised that way and they're going to be taught about it and hopefully they can carry things forward. So, uh, so, uh, so yeah, no, it was really cool to get educated on it. And, uh, and give me the confidence that, that I needed to, to make sure I wanted to stay hooked and then make a difference in conservation. We've got such a great staff at DU 
uh, on the scientific side of things. I mean, with the people we have in place out there in the field have forgotten more about waterfowl than most people, you know, will ever know. And, you know, I've integrated those people in the show, and I'm sure you all met some biologists and uh, some of the scientists along the way, and those people are just are real experts in the field, and we're real fortunate to have them. Uh, Ainsley, uh, give us your take on what you learned about conservation through DUTV. Conservation, I, I think, Field and Zach both hit the nail on the head there. For me, it's all about legacy and all about education. And as you mentioned earlier, you know, we were all introduced to waterfowling through our fathers. And um, I give so much credit to my dad for taking the time to invest in me and not just take me hunting, but to teach me about conservation and to explain those things to me as a young girl. Um, And, you know, a lot of people hear me talk about my dad when it comes to to this aspect of my life, but I think it's extremely important to stop and recognize the mothers in this picture who also, you know, allow their children to go and encourage them to go, just like Field was talking about his wife earlier, letting him go and do that hunt right after their son was born. You know, those are people who understand the importance of legacy when it comes to conservation. And for me, you know, I look at my childhood and going into adulthood and just what a wonderful life I lived, and so much of that had to do with the great outdoors. And I realize if there's not a focus on conservation and preserving what we've all experienced, it won't be here in the future. And that's so important to me. Um, I'm not a mom yet, but I hope to be one day. And it, I would just be devastated if my kids couldn't experience the life that I did growing up. So for me, it's legacy is so important there. Um, but also education, like you said, I, I got to spend time um, with a couple of biologists whenever I did the hunt in Montana. And it was just so eye-opening to to listen to their knowledge and just their passion behind what they do. Um, honestly, it kind of made me jealous and rethink my career path. But um, it, it's incredible. They're just, they're so passionate about it. And I love seeing that kind of unifying message across you know, all of Ducks Unlimited. Um, That's something to me that is just um, a really, really great attribute of the um, organization. Yeah, it it is great. Like you said, we've got such a great staff. You know, you really have to to always point back to that, to the folks that really put that work into the ground, that that make all of it possible, that really keep the waterfowl populations healthy, uh, both in Canada, here in the U.S., and in Mexico. We've got some incredible people on the ground really doing this work, and they just, you just can't thank them enough. Uh, I want to close out this podcast really talking about uh, favorite shows. That's something I've touched on with with the other hosts, and and, um, it's Everybody seemed to have, you know, one or two that really stood out in their mind for one reason or another. Richie was telling me about uh, they went to Honey Break one time, and I, I saw some footage of this where they put the uh, the airboat into the lake, and it sank right off the bat, and they were trying to go out there tilling, and it sank. So uh, I think, Angela, you followed that one up. Yes. I, I, figured, I saw that footage. You you went the next year, and that, y'all had a great hunt. Oh, but man. They, they got off to a rocky start yeah. on that one. So, Field, I tell you, an episode you were involved with that, that I really like a lot is the one with Cal Kingsmill. And I think that really touched a lot of people over the years. Uh, Cal talking about his you know his uncle in, in, in World War II and, and how passionate he was about carving and the art of it. And so tell 
tell us just a little bit about that episode and what it was like. Man, that episode there, um, you know, so that was located right in the heart of New Orleans. Um, and so Cal Kingsmill, he and his, uh, I believe it was his brother, they own and operate a heavy recovery business. So when semis are in wrecks, they go and recover the wreckage and they're dealing with that. It's not just cars, it's whenever there's heavy trucks involved. So, um, Mr. Kingsmill, he's a Vietnam veteran. Um, he does heavy, you know, truck recovery. Um, he literally has lived a life of seeing nothing but just devastation, violence, death, just, you know, a very dark world that he lives in. Um, I mean, the work he does is great. And where he's located right there in the heart of New Orleans, I mean, it's old town New Orleans. Um, and when you're walking around his, uh, his yard, the trucking yard there, there's trucks that are just absolutely not even recognizable. Um, there's still, some of them are still under investigation. There's still, you can still see blood stains, and it's just, you can't imagine the how horrific some of those wrecks are. Um, and then when you walk into a shop, I mean, they've been in business for I don't know how many years, and it's just that, that old trucking shop. I mean, everything is, you know, just heavy machinery, just grease, and just, you know, you walk in there, and then he's got this little corner, tucked back in the back where he creates some of the most beautiful art you can ever imagine. Um, and Kingsmill, he's one of the, I loved hunting with him. He is so simple. Like he's just a, he, he knows what he loves. He loves waterfowl. He loves carving the decoys. And he's one of the last old style carvers. And when you look at his decoys in hand, you're like, man, it looks like an old style decoy, but we actually hunted over them. And we're out there, you know, in the, in the marsh, there's alligators swimming around everywhere. And his decoys are not, they sell for anywhere from, I think, 500 to $2,000 a piece. And we're hunting over an entire spread of them. And they look so lifelike. The way they ride in the water, they're all unique. They're all different. I'm just that, you know, when you hold it in hand, it's like, man, that's a cool decoy. But when it's sitting out there on the water, it's as real as it gets. Well, then when those teal would come in <laughs> and I'm coming up to shoot, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> do not shoot these decoys. You know, these are not, you know, what you found on special, at, you know, Cabela's or Academy. It's like, I was like, I did not want to shoot a decoy. Um, but we're out there and just Cal, he's a very soft-spoken, um, salt-of-the-earth individual. And one thing I remember sticking out in my mind specifically, we're all sitting around and the hunting got slow. It was hot. And I was talking about how, you know, I used to hunt with uh, Mr. Warren Coco and he was telling me that the best food in Louisiana, number one, is New Orleans. Number two is Baton Rouge. And number three, I can't even remember because just New Orleans and Baton Rouge were at the top of my mind. And we just started talking about what would your last meal be? You know, and my last meal, I was like, man, I'm torn between ribeye steak or sushi or, ah, man, it'd be, it's a toss up. And everybody had these elaborate meals. And we went to Mr. King's and I said, Cal, what's your last meal? Oh, man. He goes, a cheese sandwich. I go, excuse me? <laughs> Like a grilled cheese? He said, no, 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 just a cheese sandwich, just a good slice of American cheese on white bread. Ooh, I'm in heaven. I'm like, man, that's why I love you. You know, you are just, you know what you like. Um, but no, that was an amazing experience. And to hear, you know, the letters that um, his, it was his uncle, wasn't it, that wrote to that's him correct. from World War mm -hmm. II talking yeah. about their, you know, 
couldn't wait to get back um, to duck hunt or to duck hunt, and he ended up getting uh, killed over overseas. And even Cal, you know, when he was in Vietnam, he was down in the the Mekong Delta, and he remembers like there's pintails. <laughs> He's like, I'm seeing these ducks, yeah. and they look like pintails. There's pintails in Vietnam, and he looked it up. He said, Sure enough, I'm seeing pintails in Vietnam. Uh, but no, just an amazing experience. Uh, and it's funny you said that because there was, you know, there was two episodes that I was sitting there trying to think like, which one are my favorite? They're all, they're all awesome. Um, but that one there, I'll probably talk about that experience with people when we bring up, you know, DUTV, I bring up Mr. King's Mill and uh, New Orleans Duck Hunting more than anything. That's another aspect of DUTV that's been amazing over the years is all the characters that have been on that show. You know, the the folks we've hunted with, the folks mm-hmm. who've you know who are the the folks on the ground supporting Ducks Unlimited and Wetlands Conservation, and how incredible those people are and the stories they have to tell. It's it's a great aspect of DUTV that you don't get out of a lot of shows that are just basically about hunting, right? This is this that's what makes DUTV different. Zach, anything off the top of your head that you remember just really sticks out? Any? Probably the thing that I remember the most is how nervous I was the first one. Yeah, like, exactly. Incredibly nervous. And I'd been to Honey Break, you know, from with a, holding the camera in my hand, not in front of the camera. I, I believe the season before is the first time we'd been down there. But um, my first one was in September teal hunting with, with Drew Keith and those guys at Honey Break. And I, I didn't have a TV background and not a journalist, a writer, you know, didn't just a duck hunter and and getting thrown into the mix of that you know at, at a prestigious place like that and i remember i was incredibly nervous the, well the whole time but especially the first morning you know when they asked for a little hunt rundown and two cameras get pointed at you and you get, you get six or eight people standing behind them watching you and you've got to explain what happened i think we only shot a couple of teal the first morning i'm like whoo how do i spin this to not say the teal hunt sucks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like uh, uh so no i remember that um and I guess each episode I got a little more confident each time, but I mean, there it's cliche, but they're all great. Like it was all places that I'd never been that I maybe would have never gone. So like hunted with uh, Al Motna at his place in, in Northern California. That was so amazing to, to see, you know, their extremely successful farming operation and then how they fl- flood the rice and all the ducks that show up and just everything going on in the central Valley. There was, it was really, really cool. Um, uh, DUTV gave me the, the chance to hunt Saskatchewan for the first time. And we had, I, I went, but both, both years I, I went to Saskatchewan, we had incredible hunts. I think like every day, both, both years we went there, just hit it, hit it right. And, uh, I don't know the, the, the whole experience, you know, all the places, like I said, the, the uniqueness, you know, we hunted, hunted out of layout, but layout boats on Lake Erie shooting divers with, uh, with Pat Kehoe. And that, that was a blast and just something I'd only seen in the magazine or on TV before. So I think it was just the, uh, the mix of all the different styles of hunts and different geographic areas that I got to go. Um, you know, that'll definitely won't ever forget. All the places, different places you go. And like I said, Canada, especially is a special deal, you know, and it's been, oh, yeah. it's been tough the last couple of years. Haven't really been able to get into Canada. Although we, uh, Doug Larson hosted a show that's going to be coming out this summer, uh, at Leper and Peace River, Alberta with, uh, uh, one of the former, uh, DU Canada presidents, and that that was a challenge, man. Getting back into Canada with uh, all the yeah. testing and everything going on, man, it was just like it was kind of hairy. What if somebody gets stuck up there, you know, for ten <laughs> days or whatever? So I'm glad that that's finally loosened up on that deal. Um, Ainsley, you know, I'd mentioned that uh, Beaver Dam hunt earlier and that that was a really cool experience for me to be a part of uh, with you and Carrie and Christine 
and uh, Jan. Jan, that's right. There you go. Thanks. Uh, you know that was a really special deal. I mean, y'all got to to uh, to hunt with some of uh, Mike and Lamar's you know, vintage doubles and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just uh, tell us a little more about that from your perspective of, of what that experience was like. Well, it was just so amazing to get to be a part of the history that's there at Beaver Dam. Um, but I think for me, the highlight of that was just the women that I was hunting with. They were all so accomplished and so passionate about the outdoors. Um, It was just a really unique opportunity for me to get to be side by side with them. Um, Christine, you know, she killed her first duck on that hunt. Um, And this is someone who, you know, teaches outdoor education to people um, all across the country. And, you know, Carrie is this, you know, world-renowned soccer star. And Jan is super involved with DU and just their conservation efforts. So to get to be a part of that there with all the history from Beaver Dam was just really great. Um, But kind of, you know, what the guys have said too, it's hard to pick just one because yes, that was a great phenomenal hunt. And I love being with those girls. Um, you know, I, I got to do some hunts with the guys of Mossy Oak and Mr. Bill and Mr. Toxie and his boys. And, you know, that was great learning about, you know, that business and how they got to where they are today. Um, and then hunting at Honeybreak, I spent a ton of time there and that was kind of like hunting in my backyard. Um, I love those guys and it, it was, they reminded me so much of my friends that I grew up with. It was just always easy and comfortable being there. Um, And then I had the opportunity to go to Montana um, and actually be a part of the um, banding program out there. And that was incredible. Montana changed my life. I tell everyone if I could move anywhere today, it would be Montana and I would never look back. Um, But um, Abby, the biologist out there, she and I just really hit it off and... um, It was just a really great, great experience. Um, I'm trying to think where else I went. There were just so many, but... You know, I will say this, and I mentioned it earlier. Um, I think I could have had the worst duck hunt, you know, that there ever was, and it still would have been the most phenomenal time with DUTV because my cameramen were just like next level amazing, and we just clicked so well that every hunt was so much fun. Um, and I, I kind of, you know, touched on that earlier that I thought we had such an interesting, unique group of hosts because we all just seem to work so well together. Um, but I give a lot of that credit to the cameramen. Um, I always say if I could flip the script, and I would do a show that was solely focused on the hard work of the cameramen because they are definitely the unsung heroes of um, any TV show, but specifically a waterfowl TV show because there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Uh, that's a great point. And, and we do work with some incredible videographers and editors. Uh, like I said, yeah. uh, I did the podcast with Guy Shepard right. and, and Richie Davenport. Uh, but there's other guys, you know, Austin Brown was yes. amazing. Uh uh, Ed Wall I've worked with as well recently, and it, it goes on and on. Uh, it, uh, what, filming waterfowl hunting is, is extremely difficult, mm-hmm. and people just don't really get an idea of it because all they see is the end result. Right. They don't really see the time and effort it takes to get those you know those birds in the right position mm-hmm. and 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 everything else that goes into it, and all the luck that's involved. Even even have you know a good hunt. 
uh, yes. with the TV camera on because it's always just seems like you want you want to guarantee a, a slow morning. You know, turn the camera on. Right. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, so the fact that we've gotten such great footage over the years has has really been incredible. I just want to you know retouch like on what Ainsley was saying. It's it's the the behind the scenes stuff with the camera guys was where a lot of the laughs happened, you know, because you're yeah. still having to travel to the airport. You're trying to get your luggage. You're trying to find the rental car. You're trying to cram everything in the rental car. You still got hours of driving. You know, people are tired. And that's when, that's when the, you know, you know you have a great team yeah. because everybody's tired and everybody, you know, you're just trying to help each other out. And you, you know, Ainsley's mentioned a couple of times, uh, you know, the camera crew truly don't get the credit that they deserve because they're the ones that can make or break the trip just yeah. with their attitudes and with their, they're just, our team was so great to work with. And I still stay in touch with, you know, Austin Brown and Guy Shepard yeah. and uh, Richie Evans. You know, I need to catch back up with him, but just an awesome, awesome team for sure. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> you could do a podcast on some of the stories of the behind the scenes. That's where, that's I don't know if I real, want them the telling real... all those stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Guy and, and Richie were a little reluctant to tell everything, you know, uh, <laughs> telling tales yeah. of anybody, but they were fantastic when yeah. I had them in so, studio. Hey, here. I just want to reiterate on the Richie Davenport legend with the boats. That went on for several <laughs> yeah. episodes. He was oh, a curse. Yeah, we that's right. <laughs> so he sunk one boat. And then, no, that's right. So there was the airboat that he was in that <laughs> yeah. um, it got sunk. I was there. At, yeah. And then the boat that sunk in Utah when he was out in it and went down. And oh, then right. we were in Kansas and he was in a boat and they spun a prop or something and that boat broke down. Yeah. So the boat <laughs> and Richie Davenport actually refused to get in a boat with him. And I'm not even superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the curse the curse was very real. Were one of you on the trip where they were at the DU convention, I think, not the national convention, and a pipe busted and it like totally flooded where they were having the convention? It was horrible. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. It was really bad. I wasn't there for that one. Yeah. No. Uh -oh. okay. well, Richie talked about it. And, and I tell you who was there, Wade Bourne was. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yes. And, and from what Richie told me, he said Richie uh, came walking in the door and, and Wade looked straight at him with the guys he was talking to and said, it's all his fault. <laughs> he's got a curse on his back. It was like you said, every time Richie shows up somewhere, something yeah. happens. So uh, it, uh, but you know, he said Wade was great, man. <laughs> Just laughing about that, that it's, it's the curse of, of Richie Davenport. Richie. And, um, you know, what's, and, and Richie doesn't get out into the field a whole lot anymore. And shoot, he's, he's really tied up at, at the, uh, at Mossy Oak mm -hmm. uh, with some of the other shows, but he, every now and then he does, uh, he was on the, we did a, we did an episode again this year again with, uh, with uh, Warren Coco, uh, Freddie hosted that episode, and nice. Richie was there because uh, guy couldn't couldn't be there, and so he got to go down there to Louisiana and another another great episode coming out this year on the on the twenty fifth anniversary season. Well, guys, this has been fantastic, man. You know, just the trip down memory lane, you know. It's, uh, you know, we could probably sit here for hours talking yeah. about different experiences <laughs> on the show and, and how fantastic it's been. Uh, i tell you, one thing I really want to do uh, is, is, is thank the sponsors of DUTV. You know, all the sponsors over the years, for the 25 years that made it possible. And all of these folks are partners with us in conservation. And so it, it just can't be overstated what they mean to to the show production because they, they, they provide the funding that makes it all happen. So uh, thanks again to all the sponsors over the years. We've had a, had a lot of them and uh, they've all been you know great partners, partners in conservation and it really made it all happen. So anyway, thank you all once again for being here. Thank you for having us, John. Yeah, thanks, John. Thank you. Man, it was it was great. Great to see you all on uh, on the little cameras here. <laughs> <laughs>
anyway. <laughs> anyway, so thanks for everybody listening to the DU Podcast. Once again, if you want to see old episodes of the show, go to DuckShot.org, go to the media tab at the top, pull it down, DU TV is right there, and you can go down a, a rabbit hole of, of old episodes and watch the thing for hours. So anyway, folks, thanks for listening to the Ducks Unlimited podcast and supporting Ducks Unlimited, North America's leader in wetlands conservation. And as the late, great Wade Bourne used to say, more habitat on the ground means more ducks in the sky. I'm John Gordon, and thanks for listening to the DU Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside.